Which one of us wants to start first? I want I want lemon meringue pie. I want to get that out of the way before. Lemon meringue pie is very I don't know who, like, okay, there's one question I want to get out of the way before we actually start. So is is Luke going to have a high or a low after the thing that happened? Because the way that I thought of it, there, that's the first time that much energy has left his body at once, so I imagine he would have some fatigue in some sense. So I think maybe. It's going to depend on what he does with the uh, artifact he's going to be given fair what does he does he keep it does he hold on to it actually um what happens after uh luke gets pulled out of um what what was joanne's room duncan's gonna need to get taken to the infirmary uh joanne is probably gonna need to have someone look at uh some of her injuries luke's completely unharmed yeah I don't know what Luke would do. I don't think Luke knows what Luke would do. I think he'd be confused. Okay. What would Duncan do then? Well, go to the infirmary. Okay, Duncan's, Duncan's gonna go to the infirmary. Um, I imagine Luke is probably at least going to roll off of Joanne because I know she pulled him backwards. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Joanne might check in with Duncan, obviously gonna check in, you know, Luke's okay. And then um, probably send Duncan off first. And she'll go down to the infirmary. Eventually, she's got to sort a couple things out. She may even return to her room, which is now uh, no longer in the state it was in before, uh, but does look uh, visibly damaged. Mm. Quite a lot has been thrown around. Oops, Daisy. That's how it goes. Probably going to take a decent amount of time um, for your injuries to recover. I know Alex had wanted to call you. So hopefully we can still get that call in retroactively. Um, but I'm going to give you guys some time to uh, recover, essentially, while both uh, Luke and Duncan kind of figure out their next moves. Is there anyone you'd like to call or talk to? Winter. You can call Winter. Luke is going to call Winter. Okay, all right. Um, it's about, so it's probably like 2, 3 in the morning. She's probably up. But she... Uh, she might sound a, a little confused over the phone. What, what do you What do you want to tell her? Like, um, we can we can start this conversation. She could just she could just open it up uh, and ask. Uh, just uh, what? Why are you Why are you calling? What's going on? You okay? I I, I may have had a, a bit of a breakdown. Okay. All right. Um. So is it Duncan with you? Yeah, he went to the infirmary. Okay. Okay. It, Said, okay, just um, uh, tell me what happened, if you can. I, well, it's weird, because one second I was being asked if I was fine, and the next second I was uh, on an island. Okay, so, so does Winter have any knowledge of magic? She grew up with Luke. Yeah, okay. And her mother was in a cult. Okay. So right. she would ha at least know of its existence. Know of its existence. I imagine her specific business that she has is to clean up scenes where monsters or magic was involved as well. Fair enough. Okay, so we're not talking about like complete unfamiliarity. Um, that being said, she's uh, she's probably gonna prod you for a little bit more information. 
So if you just want to run through what you want to tell her happened, and she's going to kind of like, I imagine, write some of it down just for her own notes and to kind of like structure like how she's going to respond to this, especially since she's basically on the outside as an observer. Yeah. Uh, I imagine he's going to start by being like, this stays between us. And then go on and tell her, like, the more important bits of what happened during the time at Yale. Mm -hmm. And how it all compounded into him just losing his mind. Mm -hmm. He may leave out the rejection with Lewis. Okay. Alright. Does he leave out Lewis entirely? Not entirely. Just the rejection thing and the sleeping around. Okay. First time I've said that to you, not gonna be the last. Um, what do you plan on doing now? I'm scared. Okay, it's okay. it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. Um, let me see if I can calm down. It might take a couple days. Um, I think this might be better to talk about in person, um, or potentially considering how much you're probably going to talk about it, um, it may be better to just get some lunch. Okay? Alright. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'll start packing things now and arranging some stuff, and I'll see if somebody can uh, just kind of, well, anybody can really take over for me if I really need it, so I'll, uh, I'll I'll see you in a couple days. Alright. She's gonna, she's gonna go. How many hours were we driving before we ended the session. I don't actually know. Um, I, I don't remember. I know you had a call with Alex. Yes. But he's in the other ambulance. He's in the other ambulance. And who knows what's going on over there, or if it's even like... Evidently, uh, they're being followed as well. Yeah. What I do remember, though, is being told by Dr. Robinson to change... Change routes. I didn't. And you did not change routes. Okay. Because I'm big brain. Okay, what's the the thought process behind that? Well, I can see I can see the car following. Yes, changing routes isn't gonna do anything. It's yeah. gonna keep following me. Okay. And I assume when she said change routes, uh, that the other vans would be taking the same route. Mm-hmm. So I thought if better to split it up a little bit. Yes. Okay. All right. Makes sense. What do you plan on doing about this situation? Trying to lose them in traffic. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to be going across a, a bunch of different types of roads and a bunch of different, probably, like, there, there'll be probably cities in between. But this is definitely going to be an act under pressure. If only I had the driver bonus. Yeah. Poor Cooper. 11. 11. Okay. On an 11, you're able to successfully shake them without shaking the car around too much. Um, I'd say it takes about... About half an hour. How do you how do you sh- think you shake them? I imagine we're in a quite busy uh, kind of uh, stretch of the road, mm-hmm. but it's not busy where it's like bumper to bumper. It's mm-hmm. busy just a lot of cars, few semis, mm-hmm. uh, and I cut someone off in traffic <laughs> to merge into the other lane, mm-hmm. speed up, get in front of a truck, and they just can't catch up because of the the Jenga tower of traffic. Yeah. Okay. All right, that works out pretty I well. I endanger other people's lives to get ahead. Um, 
And then on an 11, you successfully managed to do that without causing any uh, other complications that would slow you down. There's been a 32-card pileup on, on Route 11 today. It's fine. <laughs> Somehow you managed to avoid it. So, it, I, I'm going to say then it's an hour... Hopefully this lines up. Uh, it's an hour after Alex calls. It's half an hour after you finally evade them. Still got the country music really loud. Yeah. Uh, still have everything going. You know that you're pretty sure you have a couple theories who that car may have been. They haven't came back up. And you haven't seen anyone with suspicious car-like behavior. It's those damn mafia. It sounds like it might be, but um, it's not the only one it could be, hypothetically. Problem is, your character never saw um, the person that got away. I don't... Did anyone tell you nope. about them? Uh -huh. Okay, alright, yeah, so yeah, as far as, far as you're aware... It's just the Mafia. It's just the Mafia, that's how it goes. Um, or a new problem. Or a new problem. Well, a distinctive thought I could actually have is it's the Department of... It might be a secret arm of the Department of Energy who found us. That's fair. Some G-men coming to uh, stop our little charade. Okay, all right. I'd say you get one check-in text from Dr. Robinson um, asking what your status is. Uh, maintaining route. Maintaining route, okay. Not being followed. She's still trying to shake a couple of them. Um, she says there's a smaller other complication, so she's actually probably going to need to head to a different, uh, she's going to need to drop off Lewis if she can, and almost immediately head to a different location, um, because she got an emergency call on her own phone, uh, to deal with, uh, un she says an unruly patient. Um. Dr. Robinson forearms needs to get involved, that's gonna... Yeah. Dr. Robinson as a restrictive force as well. Well, I'm going to say we get towards more of a country drive. A little bit less of a cell signal. There's still a cell signal. How's the radio signal, though? It's decent. Oh, damn it. You may have to switch at some point. Um, but, you know, you can power through some of the... the it, it's grainy. It's not great. It doesn't get better when you make it louder, which, you know, sometimes can be the case, but isn't the case for this time. Is there any... Is there anyone you want to, like, call at all, or are you just kind of like waiting to get to the manor? I feel very bad, because the only person I think I'd call is Alex to ask if he, because he's looking out this back window, I presume, because mm -hmm. he's the first one to tip me off. Yeah. But he's not here. He's not here. Your call goes to voicemail in this moment. I would be very angry. <laughs> yeah. Your, your, call, your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Alex. And, no, he waits like 30 seconds. He goes, Alex. It's not available. Uh, he sounds like the person I'd say, it's me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> you know it's Alex's voice. He doesn't say his name. Um, and then you get the you get the tone for the voicemail. Do you leave a voicemail? No. Okay, all right, you just hang up. I think I'm going to let this drive continue without any other issues. Um, it's uh, quite a lot of mountains. Um some trees that, that get more and more dense as you go in, and then you pass by a sign. It's the sign for Venago, but it's a little, um, you can tell you're not coming into a main road, you're coming into a back road. Um, there are some broken trees, there's this, you can tell in the distance, kind of like a giant looking lake. 
um, you move you move along the road gets kind of crumbly and uh, you know you can tell that you're maintaining the route that you need to go on but at some point the route names no longer show up you just get directions and like the GPS points and the general way that you're supposed to go but it no longer starts to like it no longer narrates where you're supposed to turn and how you're supposed to go you just go on this road for a really long time uh, I'm gonna say the full ride takes place and you guys you roll up onto a bunch of gravel and leaves um, in front of this giant building uh, it's old it's not decrepit but it's not used um, I try to liken to things from when I uh, tried to read and it was mostly a skim but uh, with the fall of the house of usher there's a general feeling of not dread, but kind of like a place that's been forgotten. Um, the manor was something that was beautiful. And in some way, it kind of still is, um, in the way that antiques are often valued and treasured. Um, it's got moss and leaves that grow up around the windows. Um, you can tell by the way that it's set in with the trees that it's a place that, although it can be found, doesn't like to be seen so easily and there's a large gravel driveway uh, in front of it um, that you're able to pull into and uh, you guys, what was it, Luke and Duncan, did they teleport, I think it was? You know, yeah. I brought them there, yeah. Yeah, okay, so there's, uh, there's, I would say, right now we're gonna say one other car. Uh, with how early it is in the morning and with the fact that there are not a lot of attendants at the manor uh, as they used to be, um, I'm gonna say it's just Joanna's car. And the house has a giant um, porch right in the middle of it that does not wrap around. It looks like the door is closed. It doesn't look like people would live here. Looks drafty. It's, yeah. doesn't look super comfortable from the outside. Uh, you're uh, surrounded by nothing but trees other than this manor. Looks like there's a backyard out back, cellar door off to the right. But it is... It's got some wildlife sounds. Mm, that's about it. You can't even hear any cars from any nearby highways. I think the not hearing cars thing is the most un-Pennsylvanian I've experienced so far. Yeah. Because there's always someone going somewhere if they there's assholes. But yeah, I guess I'm going to... Because I, uh, I didn't actually look in the back, so I don't know what the situation is like back there. Because... Mm -hmm. uh, Maher is imagining like an ambulance, mm -hmm. and he's thinking, "How the fuck am I gonna get her out Navigate by an myself?" Ambulance. Yeah. So I guess I'm gonna open up the back. Okay. All right. So um, you open up the back, um, and I would say uh, she probably knows that the car stopped. So uh, you open up the back, uh, and you can tell that she's kind of like trying to move around a little bit, but she also may have just woken up because um, the engine has stopped going. It's still a little messy back there. Uh, Dr. Robinson did what she needed to do, but she, Margaret was not the most intensive patient in this group. Um, so the, the patching up that she needed was kind of uh, one done. There's bandages on the floor. Um, there's a bunch of things that look like they may have not been thrown around, but kind of just left open. So when the car had to move, they kind of just got scattered all over the place. Yeah. But for the most part, uh, Margaret looks okay it depends on what Maher's definition of okay is um, because it looks as though she can sit up on her own and potentially move around 
Um, but she's still mostly lying down under one of the, uh, uh, I would say it's just a, a basic hospital blanket that she found. So is she awake? She is awake, um, but she kind of looks a little um, bleary. Um, she's not confused. She knows she knows where she is. So she's just She's just tired, yeah. From what you can tell from where you're at right now, it looks like you do definitely see her arms. All the way down from, you can't tell all the way, all the way down from her shoulders to the tips of her fingers are actually entirely bandaged. Um, it looks like it's been bandaged to where she can move her individual fingers, um, so they're not like mittened up, but uh, it's all the way up to kind of her neck. Most of her is laying down. Yeah. So it really is the arms that are above the uh, the blanket, like rubs, rubs her eyes for a second. Um, Music didn't keep you up, did it? I mean, I managed to fall asleep eventually. Are are we here? Where where is here? Uh, I wasn't told the name of the mansion, was I? No. We're in a strange, abandoned-looking mansion in the middle of Pennsylvania. Well, it's not a it's not a regular hospital, but I suppose it could be worse. Um, she's gonna get up a little bit. Um. You can tell that those bandages go from, I'd say, right about the middle of her neck, almost all the way down. She's got, um, it looks like, not an IV, but like a monitor on one of her fingers that has levels. It's just a little clip on her finger that she takes off and throws to the side. Oh, the oxygen reader and yeah. the pulse reader. Yeah. I love those things. Um, That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> that is a weird thing to say. Do you say that or does your character say that? That was me. But... Oh, yeah, I figured. Um, what my character was going to say was, do those bandages go all the way down? She almost looks at her own hands for a second, just kind of like getting a grasp of, oh yeah, that did, that did happen. Uh, and she's like, uh, it's, I think, mostly past my midsection. She says, um, there's probably going to be some scarring along my legs, but not enough to where it needs to be covered with bandages. Um... Fortunate, fortunately, Dr. Robinson just has a lot on stock, and it seems like with pressure I can move reasonably. And uh, you wear pantsuits, so... Yeah, it's, uh, it, there's changes of clothes all, all over any anything that the Department of Energy owns. Um, she she uh, kind of just like scratches her head for a second. You can tell uh, now that um, the, the skin that hasn't been covered underneath her neck is probably also like similar in that it didn't really need to be covered. It isn't necessarily in need of an open wound kind of treatment, but you can tell there are little white lines that kind of go up and uh, follow up in the form of like maybe her veins or arteries um, that just barely touch the bottom of not her chin, but uh, just a couple, a couple inches up her neck. Where the, uh, like, the apple would be? Just, just about is where it ends. She makes a move to get up. Who are we meeting here? I, um... I, There's nobody outside. I wasn't told, actually. It's I was just told this like, is... completely quiet. I, I suppose we have to get you inside, though. Can you move on your own? Uh, I can try. Um... Yeah. She's, um, she's gonna uh, give herself a second. Uh, just sit at the edge of the edge of the bed, and she says, um, I heard something when we were on the road. Did anything happen? Uh, well, we were being followed for a little bit there, but I managed to shake them. Well, that's good. I assumed, and it, bad. 
I was oh. gonna say I assumed it was them trying to collect the favor you owe them. <sighs> yeah. Technically, I guess we own the favor, but it's you're the only one who can fulfill it. So. Yeah. Um. Is my uh like did we? Oh, I don't have my old coat with me. Mm. Well, we'll deal with that in a second. So she's gonna she's gonna try and get up. Uh, she's probably she's probably gonna need like a little bit of support, but for the most part, she can walk on her own. Um. Kinda, she's not mummified, but it really, it's hard to see actual exposed skin. Um, so, for the most part, um, it, it's really hard to see the extent of the damage that she's got. Especially since, like, she she looks tired, but she already kind of looks tired. Um, and as far as you can tell, uh, she has begun to look different. You have not gotten a chance to sleep yet. Um, yeah, so I got I got the bags. You you well, you have those bags, but you also have not aged. Um, Margaret herself, although she is not completely back to the way she was, has changed in appearance because she had the ability to sleep outside of Yale, and you know, for the most part, what was keeping all of those illusions up has been taken and potentially is going to be brought to treatment. But she also is not super feeling well. So it could be a combination of things. So she's going back to her old she's self. Going back, she's going back to her old self. Um, while also, she's going back to basically, she's aging while also having to deal with extensive, um, who knows how extensive injuries. Um, but so far, and you can tell from the rear view mirror that you were in and the side mirrors, that you are not, uh, you are not old yet. Perm still there. It's super flat. It's super, That's even worse. It's super bunk. You'd like, it's not great looking, but at least you're still taller. Hey, yeah, that one inch does matter. Yeah. Where are you guys just going up to the front door? Well, I would open it. I'd check the, because if, if she's walking on her own, I'm going to stay near yeah. her and help her balance and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. But I'd jiggle the doorknob to see first if it's unlocked, and if it is, yeah, yeah it's unlocked. swing it open. Okay. All right. It's been uh, Luke and Duncan. Duncan's injuries are extensive he can take uh we're in a new session um you did receive hospital treatment you've had about six hours of rest in addition to the two hours of whatever you're doing before uh go ahead and bring yourself down to zero harm with the awareness that you're probably still hurting celia is also there um which was the uh the triad we had in campaign one that was basically like the the glue holding monster hospital together um, and badly enforcing the smoking policy. Yeah, she um, she's able to help you a little bit. Um, Luke himself doesn't actually need to stay in Monster Hospital's wing if he doesn't want to. Lewis gets there at some point. Um, he, he got carted away almost immediately. In addition to that, once Lewis gets carted in, Dr. Robinson actually can't stay and talk. Uh, some of the attendants get some of the orders that she has, um, and they're aware of, like, Lewis's kind of, like, supernatural situation. But um, almost as soon as she drops off, and this is right before Maher and Margaret get there, um, she, uh, she turns back out and around and gets in that same van, uh, and they leave. I'd say ten minutes after that, uh, Maher and Margaret probably open up the door. In this circumstance, Joanne probably would be the person to come visit the people opening the front door. Um, however, this situation is a little bit different, which means that you open the door to 
the manor looks better kept inside than outside, but it still looks just as large and just as empty. You can tell on the left, it looks like there's uh, maybe like a kitchen or a large mess hall. Um, there's a set of stairs in front of you, um, not directly, but uh, at the back of the wall um, that go up and split off into two, kind of like a T-shape, uh, two additional sets of staircases, one going left and one going right. And then to the right of you, uh, in addition to the small other doors that are around that may potentially like lead to basement steps or maybe to other smaller rooms, to the right is the right wing, which uh, has, I'd say the doors are probably glass at this point. They're a bit of a frosted glass, but they, they look a little bit more promising. They don't really have any signs on them, though. Is the Eddie Murphy still bus still there? Uh, I'll do evens. Which one's which, by the way? Okay. If I guess it right... It, whatever, is... whatever you guess, if I roll that, it's true. Okay. Odds. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. It's still there. <laughs> it's, yes! uh, it's it's looking it's looking a little sad with the rest of the decor. It looks like it may have had more movie related decor um, that just uh, you know has kind of left. But uh, there's one remaining piece left, and it's looking a little dusty. Uh, the the only thing that you really hear uh, Margaret say is just like, well, it's it's not an actual hospital, but I. I don't know how well I feel about that either. Um, I actually remember someone very confidently saying I'm not going to a real hospital. Oh, I'm not going to a real hospital. Okay, so yeah, this is this it. is this is what we've got. This is the you know I've had worse. It's at least clean here and quiet. The door off to the right has people in it at the very least because there is uh, movement behind the doors. Would Luke be able to be wandering the halls at this point, Luke unable to sleep? Luke wander, yeah. Luke, does your magic smell like anything specific? I imagine it smells like iron. Okay, alright. Maybe iron, maybe, I think we mentioned seawater in the past. So, those would be the kind of smells that, um, although a little strange, you do smell in the manor. Um, heavy, heavy iron-like steel, which is actually kind of similar to um, the flavor of some of Joanne's magic. It's not all metal-based, but a lot of it has metal-like and earth mineral-like themes, um, and seawater. Okay. And then uh, Luke. Definitely hear people open the door. Definitely hear them talk. Definitely want to go investigate. Somebody's going to open the frosted glass windows. It's little. Uh, it's 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 Wolf, and he looks in perfect condition physically. I won't say anything about his mental state. Um, Wolf, uh, you see that uh, Margaret is, um, I'd say just a basic hospital shirt. Not very, not very form-fitting. Um, like a gown? Like, not a gown, it's like a shirt and pants, but they're like very standard. They're just kind of meant to, they have that elastic that's like meant to basically fit anybody. Okay. Uh, and the skin that you can see, other than what is on her face and a little bit of her neck, anything that's exposed is completely bandaged. Some of it as well doesn't look quite, uh, some of it looks a little discolored, but not heavily. That's what you see, uh, and you also see Maher. How much harm did, did Maher take any harm? Yes, he is three. He is three. All right, well. Vasa, do you want to start the conversation or should I? Luke is going to start by walking over so he doesn't yell. Oh, well, I'm going to yell. <laughs> oh, the acoustics in this place must be amazing. Oh, oh, they're incredible. So, since you're here, I suppose we got to the right place. Yes. 
Uh, where exactly are we? Harry Packer Mansion. Okay. I uh, brought you here specifically because of the Monster Hospital. Treats more than just monsters. I got a little worried, but okay. It's called Monster Hospital? It's, I suppose, just what it's been called. It's a name that stuck? Yeah. Saying this all while we're walking in. Yeah. Celia, obviously. Like, her her first go-to is new people are in. Like, which one of them's hurt if anybody is hurt? What do dryads look like again? Dryads? Celia herself actually looks kind of, um, and you've never met one in this timeline yet, um, look kind of fey. She's got all green skin. She's got, like, it looks like live branches that grow around parts of her hair. Um, she's got, like, nurse's clothing. Um, but she also, her station and a couple different places, like, have that same growing vines and moss. Um, though they don't seem to, um, enter into where the actual rooms start. It looks as though a lot of them are holding up the structure of those rooms and some of those beams. Other than that, she is uh, very humanoid. Yeah, yeah, no, that's enough to wig Maher out. Yeah. Of course, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand uh, Margaret off before. Uh... See, yeah, this, this is gonna be kind of an interesting, uh, small conversation. Celia is going to ask one of you guys what happened. She just needs a basic rundown because she says, and this is it, she says she's pretty sure she's seen something like this before. It's It looks a little bit different. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't there when the, that exactly happened. Okay, all right. Did you see anything? No. Okay. She says, um, all right, well, for right now, I'm just going to get her to a room. Uh, and she's going to, um... Uh, lead her off and away. I'd probably even say, like, you know, like, you don't want her walking too much. You just throw, yeah. throw her in a wheelchair just for right now to move her over. Um, Pushes her. Yeah. S- sneaks up behind her with one and shoves her. <laughs> right, right, in, right into one of the walls. Uh, and Celia says, um, Joanne should be good in a little bit. Um, it really doesn't seem like she got uh, too badly hurt. Won't even really need to stay like anywhere other than her room i would even be able to patch her up and have her out about 15 minutes or so but let me take care of this first and i'll see you all in maybe half an hour okay all right she's gonna leave you guys in uh in not an empty empty hospital wing but uh everything here feels a little quiet do you want a tour sure but uh how'd you get back here so quick uh so magic that's the easiest way to explain That's it. That's all I need to know. What's around here? I mean, the outside may not look like much, but the inside is actually... It's better to show than tell. Okay. Obviously, there's the mess hall. It's basically just like a cafeteria-like setting in terms of dining um, with a kitchen on the inside. Um, the, the kitchen's a little worse for wear, not necessarily in terms of maintenance, but in terms of... Uh, there, there have been a couple here there have been a couple electrical issues here some black hoods <laughs> there, there there's there's a couple a couple vents are looking a little sus um <laughs> <laughs> it smells a little like charcoal yeah um there could have potentially been a, a fire where there wasn't supposed to be a fire in one of the counters um uh, there's a distinct ash line of a microwave that used to be 
Definitely, definitely. And, and maybe potentially like power cables that, you know, wrench themselves free from the walls and then were eventually put back into the walls when they stopped moving around on their own. Um, on the right side, obviously, it's Monster Hospital. Left side is the mess hall. Um, there is an armory. You can get into it. It doesn't have as much as it used to. Um, and you know the person that used to um, maintain it hasn't been at the mansion for a very long time. Um, it's got some archaic looking weapons. Uh, a couple more modern ones, but they look less um, touched up than the other ones. Old swords. Um, great shields. It, it, incredibly strange looking. They look like they could almost be rifles, but their construction and machinations feel almost like they were built for not the hands of a human. Um, I'm going to take the rusted Smith & Wesson on the, uh, yeah. the lone wall. Yeah, there you go. And pack it away. It's, yeah, it, it's definitely rusted. It needs a, it needs a, little, needs a little TLC. It needs a little gun oil. But it's fireable, right? It won't explode on me. It's fireable. I don't, I can't guarantee the second part. Okay, but well, we're going to say just for now. Just for now. It's good enough. Just yeah. in case, I need to... And I mean, hey, if it if it explodes, you know it's at least going to hit the other guy. <laughs> it's going to do damage. It's going to do damage. It'll do that. I don't know to who. It's got Kenny carved in on the side. Oh, one second. We're going to do a pause. <laughs>